Welcome to the first ever episode of We've Done the Maths, a pedestrian TV podcast. I'm Jules Rangiheiwe, podcaster, failed ex-reality TV star and lover of all things trashy TV. And I'm Chantelle Schmidt. I've been asked for the second year running to do Pedestrian TV's Married at First Sight recaps, which takes over my life this time of year. It Every truly year does. At this point. Well, I can see behind the scenes because we actually live together. We're housemates, work wives, everything now. For what, six years mm-hmm. we've been gone? So obviously friends as well, but. Yeah, uh, six years, three houses. Many experiences. <laughs> many big nights and many different TV shows. So I think this makes perfect sense that Pedestrian has approached us both because this is exactly what we do every night. We're very opinionated ladies. <laughs> is that how you'd say it? Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> Were you nervous? Because I, I do this. I, I know how to do it. I can speak to an audience. Were you nervous? Because I would say that your articles can be quite savage. Yes, I think that a lot of people do enjoy the articles because they are of that vein. But in the same token, I think that I am just saying it how it is. And I think that a lot of the times these characters dig their own graves and they're saying something and I'm just relaying it to the audience. Whether or not people think that that is a reflection of these characters or a reflection of the person that I'm writing about, that's on them. So Jules, obviously as the podcaster, what are we going to be discussing every week? Let's really tear apart the most hilarious moments, the most entertaining moments. And I want to talk about all of the cooked shit that goes on that everyone is thinking, but we're going to be the only people who are saying it. Mm. Because if this show does one thing good, right, it's open the dialogue about conversations that we are just not having, Mm -hmm. right? People will tear this show apart, but it gets that conversation started. Yeah. Um, Amen. Speaking of starting, should we get into it? Let's do it. All right, Shans, week one, I only really care about three couples. I found the rest quite boring. So it's going to come as no surprise that the first couple we absolutely need to talk about is Bronte and Harrison. Mm, Harrison, the scandalous man. Let's talk about this. Everyone's really riled up about the fact that Harrison has been seeing this girl for, what, six weeks before the show. Is this a big deal? No, I would do the exact same thing. I would assume that if I'm going on Married at First Sight, I'm not going to actually find love. (laughs) So, of course, why wouldn't I keep a young 20-year-old on the outside waiting for me until I get my IG followers and bounce? Jules, the forever optimist. Jesus. Um, I think that he is copying it a little bit Mm -hmm. too much for how normal this is, especially Mm -hmm. he's from Sydney. I love the way that he made this so clear. I was seeing quite a number of women. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but was he just not being honest? God, we're not trying to defend Harrison, but fuck, I think he's getting he's feeling the wrath of Australia right now when I think it should be put onto another couple who we will talk about, <laughs> Jesse. But I don't see a huge problem in this. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, even the fact that he was seeing multiple people at once, everyone's like, oh, blasphemy. I'm like, welcome to mm. Sydney. Mm-hmm, welcome mm-hmm. to dating in your 20s and 30s. Like, this is how it is. We have options. We explore them. Yeah. Would I be pissed off if I was seeing someone and then I saw that they were married to someone else a week later? Yes, probably. <laughs> but also Sydney. I feel like it's not even that crazy. So do I feel bad for Bronte? Kind of, but not really. Yeah. I feel bad for the girl he was seeing or mm. the multiple girls he was seeing because mm. I can't think of anything worse than finding out the guy that you were seeing. Yeah. 
is either in a relationship or married to someone else the week later. Okay, I'm standing there at the altar. I'm about to get married to Harrison. As the girl in the pink dress, how would you play it? Would you let me go ahead with the wedding? Would you say, I object? Oh, see, this is a good point, actually, because if she is her good friend, she's doing the right thing. So a couple of episodes later, Bronte's sister, Kira, Bronte's sister and like lost her mind when she found out about what Harrison mm, had been yeah, doing. Yeah. She calls her sister on FaceTime. She's Bronte's literally in her room with Harrison and then says that Jessica, pink dress, mm. as we all know her to be, has basically just been pissed off that she's not in the bridal party and this is her way to get attention. Okay, but I can actually see this happening because who goes in your bridal party is so life or death. She wanted the Beck and Bridge, babe. She just wanted to wear that Beck and Bridge. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I- anyway, once she once she has that FaceTime, she realizes, okay, Jessica's out for out for fame. And then she just decides to forgive Harrison. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's a complete 180. She's like, oh, okay, well, she just wanted attention. And I'm like, okay, what he did in the first place couldn't have been that bad for you to just be like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Do we think that this wedding was actually going so seamlessly that producers, being, you know, a great, great TV-making machine, thought, we've got to destroy this? They hand her the phone. They say, this is what Harrison's been doing as Do you try and get what I'm saying? I just don't know how to say it. Do we think that this fight was manufactured by producers? 100%. Mm. I mean, this show has been going for so many years now. We continue to get surprised. Mm. The fact that we're sitting here going, not that big of a deal, is testament to how well this show Mm -hmm. has done their job over the past 10 years because we're just like, whatever, smash a glass on a table or throw wine on someone's Mm -hmm. face, you know, Mm -hmm. do a Cyril, do a Martha. And, like, the expectation is so high now. Mm -hmm. So now we've got this whole news cycle going around, which brings me to a few things that I've learned about Harrison this week. <laughs> Please share. Okay. So one of my, you know that people DM me throughout the. So many, so many DMs. The, well, you've actually gotten a date from a DM. Well, I mean, let's not talk about that now. But <laughs> shout out King. Um, I got a DM this week from a girl that I knew growing up. Mm-hmm. She said, oh my God. This dude used to always message me. He is a serial creep with zero game. And I said, tell me more. I mean. Fuck, that was a great hook. She needs to become a journalist. (laughs) Anyway, and then it was just some unhinged nonsense. He sent a couple of those disappearing photos and they were memes. On one of them was a pic of a girl with jizz on her face. And it said, when you're waiting for a towel but you hear the car engine start. Wait for it. Like I've never spoken to this guy and I don't talk about my sex life online, so I don't know why he thought that was a good opener. I've got questions, as I'm sure the audience does. How many years ago was this? Wait for it. She sent me screenshots. She's got receipts. She's got receipts, always. July 2022. When do you think Married at First Sight starts filming? That is a – where's Daily Mail? That is an absolute – Fuck Daily Mail. We're putting it on pedestrian, baby. You heard it here first. Pedestrian TV, we are breaking stories on this couch. <laughs> Boy sends meme of jizz. <laughs> also, why the meme? I thought the disappearing photos was all like solely for naked dick pics. Well, maybe that's what it was. I mean, we didn't get all also, the Also, 32-year-old sending 
memes about jizz. It's giving like frontal lobe hasn't developed. As an opening form of contact though, yeah. like that, I would be so offended mm-hmm. if someone did that to me. Mm-hmm. Like, is that all you see me as? Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't even know this woman, hasn't even said, hello, I'm following you because of X, Y, and Z. How are you? Just here's a meme of a girl with jizz on her face. Like, what is that? Because how old's your friend? She's not 22. She's not 20 as well, she's is she? She's older than me. So okay, so- She's a beautiful, online, beautiful, but. mature lady. <laughs> beautiful mid- middle-aged woman. <laughs> okay, and it keeps going. You're going to hate this one. He also sent me some weird meme about girls not shutting up while he was having a conversation with himself. So basically she's saying that he just keeps sending stuff. She's never replying. Then she gets this meme and it says when she's a 10 but she doesn't shut up. Okay, I'm going to say something right now that I think will happen. I think we are being fed the Mr. Nice Guy like Olivia last year. Mm, but he's he did come in pretty hot. Into well, don't don't tell so, no one tell Harrison that I just said that because he's going to get a bigger ego. Yeah, than he, does. he came in. When I say he came in hot, I say I what I mean to say is that. He didn't look like an angel when he walked in. That's true, but he did do the whole, you know, the friends and family sweep and Bronte's clearly was clearly doting on him. I have a feeling that he's going to show his true colours. While we're on that, did you see the little flirt with Bronte's mum? Yeah. Oh, that's I don't know. She was pretty good looking. Oh, yeah, Bronte's mum's a babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both like, parents. Harrison, focus on mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Bronte family member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know her last name, so I would say Bronte family member. Okay, I want to talk about my favourite couple, least favourite family and friends, but my favourite couple, Sandy and Dan. Mm. I think you hit the nail on the head there in terms of a really bad selection of wedding guests. Um, So obviously, as you saw, the guests walk in and they realise that it's a South Asian wedding, Mm. right? Then they look at the guests that walk in from Sandy's side. Stunning, beautiful, by the way. Oh, she's the most beautiful woman I think I've ever seen. Right, amen. Definitely not going to need veneers after this show because (laughs) she already works as a as a dentist. Yeah, dentist, dental hygienist, dental hygienist, all all the same family. Um, So basically, then they're like, "Oh, I told you, I told you," based off the color of the people that walk through. Well, what hit me hardest was. As soon as they saw that it was a non-traditional, non-white wedding, their first reactions were, oh, he's got his work cut out for him. I cannot believe. I was sitting there watching her just completely flabbergasted at how ignorant mm-hmm. these women were being. And what are they trying to say by saying yeah. that? Yeah. Like what are they saying that being with an Indian woman is hard, hard work? Hard work or I- woman of colour, brown, brown woman, Yeah. I think as well what really put the nail in the coffin was as soon as they heard Sandy speak, uh, very Australian slang, they kind of you could kind of see them, you know, kind of release and be like, oh, okay, she's cool, she's cool. I think one of them even chucked out a yes queen or a queen. Oh, she was, what did she say? Let me have a look. You go, girl. I can't believe she would say you go, girl, after everything she just said. It's mm. too much of a 180, mm-hmm. too late. You've mm. already said the racially charged things that you said. Mm-hmm. You can't flip on that just because someone speaks is the way you speak. A hundred percent. I don't think these women knew what they were saying, mm-hmm. but I think that's why this is important. I think that there are a lot of people that were watching at home that wouldn't have seen the problem with that. So I think it's so important because I think that people will 
raise their arms and go, why is this shown mm, on TV? Mm. But I think it's also important that we open this conversation and have it because there are definitely people out there that wouldn't have seen a problem of course. with what happened. I think it's coming from a woman of colour myself. It's all of the microaggressions that you deal with daily that is so like, oh, that's just, you know, you're Australian now, like, you know, or you talk Aussie, especially Sandy, who is first-generation Australian, I think those girls have really fucked themselves because Sandy actually represents probably the majority of Australians these days. A hundred percent. Have they not looked outside? Mm. We are such a multicultural country and to think that this kind of thing is happening. Mm. Okay, let's let's read out some of the tweets because I think that that encompasses what happened last night. So the first tweet we have is from Ozbird. It says, now she sounds Australian and is all about empowerment. You approve? Fuck off, judgy racist friends. Louder for the people in the back. Uh, the next one we have is from Erin Omelette. She puts in quotation marks, I'm not racist, but dot, 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 I don't expect to see women not being white. Because when Sandy walked in and she said, not what I expected, mm. what were you expecting? Were you expecting? Yeah. Like, come on. Blonde hair, blue eyes, eastern suburbs, exactly. The next tweet is from Into Sneedy. said, please not the two ignorant racist girlies trying to save their asses. We already saw how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, I actually love that um, Endemol chose to keep this in as well. I loved that it showed their true, true colours. And I think that's what made Dan so jarring for a second there because I found him so lovely. Did you? Why does he have these friends? Um, oh, I'm, I'm seeing green. I'm seeing green. <laughs> Seriously, though, like it just shows that hot people are assholes, mm -hmm. right? And like he thinks that these are the type of friends that he wants, mm. but they're actually. This is what scares me, though. This is what absolutely scares me. Dan being presented as such a sweetheart. And if those are his friends and he's of a mature age, are we going to see a turn? Did you see the news this week? No. Do you remember Orange Dress? She didn't, from what I saw, she didn't, she wasn't these two girls in the front. Okay. Orange dress. Everyone knows orange dress. Okay, orange dress. He's been hooking up with orange dress. There's been shots of them at like the Star Casino in Gold Coast. Which Star like, Casino, right. Gold Coast. This I'm is like, so on brand. You cannot make this shit up. Read the story on Pedestrian, obviously, if you haven't already, but. Okay, wait. Dress. So hooking up right now in between when the show was filmed, when the show aired? Right now. Hooking up right now. So obviously it's saying that these, spoiler, these two don't get together. Yeah. But we've seen I actually them. didn't know that. It kind of breaks my I heart. I know. I was really rooting for them. Yeah. But to be fair, even though they might not end up together, we have to give him props for the way that he celebrated he her Indian did. culture and heritage yeah. in that episode. Yeah. Obviously it's two gals in their late 20s, early 30s though, low key, now that you've told me that they don't work out, I'm kind of glad because I feel like she kind of just did the show just to kind of stick it to her parents. I feel like she's got a lot of self-discovery to do and she shouldn't be marrying the first guy she goes on a date with. Well. How much do you know? I'm scared. No, no, no. Oh. I mean, we, we both have friends who have ended up with the person that the first person that they were with. So Very true, yes. I'm not going to comment on this situation. Yeah. I see where you're coming from, mm -hmm. but – Sandy's gonna get it mm -hmm. out of mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. right? Like she is so stunning. I think now that she's opened herself up to this experience, now she can open herself up to more people. And if that's what she gets out of this experience, then great. Perfect. I Goodbye, love that. Dan. Take your orange dress. See you later. I love that POV. Fuck mm. yeah. 
Shantz, some people would say I've saved the worst until last. Jesse and Claire. You really hate Jesse, don't you? I hate him so much, but that's on brand for me. I absolutely hate this guy. Tell me why you hate him. I just think his list of icks is, it's misogyny hidden behind icks. Mm. Absolute misogyny. Mm. I can't stand the guy. I feel like I've been on a journey with Jesse this week. So I agree. I was like, he is just Mm. attacking females with this list of things, you know, just normal everyday things. And then Mm. also generalizing things that Mm. he thinks that women do. Anyway, obviously there were the vows and he cried and I you got teary, did you? Well, I did, and I don't even have an upcoming period to blame no. on, you know. Like, no. I just. You're not a crier either. That shocks me. I am. I just like. Not a puppet I, I cry in private. They didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So sad. So depressing. So he kind of got me there, and then obviously he went through that situation with Claire where he was like into her, and then he flipped again, and then it pissed me off again. Mm-hmm. But then throughout the week, we see him on honeymoons. He pisses her off even more, he shushes her. Wild. There's no bigger red flag. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So obviously at the honeymoon, Mm -hmm. there's that moment where he. I saw him shush her. Yeah. I see her starting to her light starting to go out. Yeah, that's a really good point. Her Mm -hmm. light starts to go out, Mm -hmm. which is really worrying Mm -hmm. because this chick is fire. She's so fierce. We love her, but then when he starts to talk about his insecurities, and I think it's blatantly obvious with this guy, right, with the ex, that he has insecurities. Probably the most, 100%. the most of it all the guys, yeah. It's like it's glaringly obvious when someone acts like such a turd mm. that they are insecure. Mm-hmm. They're, they're projecting, they're taking out on someone else. Yeah. Unfortunately for Claire, that's her. And he says, and this is really interesting, he says that he has been with women that are as independent um, and outspoken as her before, but what he finds is that 12 months, 24 months later is that they get bored of him. He feels like his out there-ness, you know, obviously not a word, but his, mm. his way of being out there is what makes him masculine. Masculine? That's, that's because he's quite a feminine person. Yeah. He admits that he's a feminine person and he says that being the more out there person is the way that he can tap into masculinity. Right, right, right. Which I think is really interesting mm. and I think us, two really strong-minded, opinionated women, we have seen the way that men get intimidated by us. And yeah. Obviously attracted in the beginning in the beginning men are always attracted to the to the woman that's strong powerful mm-hmm. whatever until three weeks later and they can't fucking hack they it they can't hack it they yeah. can't hack it so you know obviously i'm not a man i don't know what that feels like but seeing that i was like power to him for being open mm-hmm. about it and they had a really open and honest conversation about it but then as we saw he proceeded <laughs> to be what is the word to describe this man he just he proceeded to be, let's just call him a, a donkey. He proceeded to be a donkey mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't like the way you do this. I don't like the way you do that. So he's, the whiplash from this man, it's, it's full on. Yeah. I think I can just really relate to how Claire is feeling and a lot of our friends would relate being strong feminist women and really falling for a guy and constantly being told we're too much. If I hear that fucking again, I'll scream. A lot. We're too much. Um, we're up ourselves because God forbid we're confident. Um, you know, uh, you've had an ex-boyfriend who God forbid you went after a raise and that was like apparently the worst thing you could have done. A hundred percent. And you can see it in her. You can see in that episode where she clicks and she realizes that she has to second guess everything she says Mm. and does 
on the off chance it might piss him off. Mm. And that's just not the way to live your life. It's not the way to be authentic to yourself. And we've been in that situation before as just everyday people. Mm. We don't even have to be on a show like this mm. to know that that feeling is really relatable. It's quite universal in this day and age. It's horrible. And the longer that she's in that relationship, the more she's going to lose herself Mm -hmm. and the more she's not even going to be. The Claire who we have fallen in love with on the first episode. Exactly. And I really hope that in eight weeks' time when this show ends that Claire has stayed true to herself and been able to to still be authentically herself because we see it all the time with our friends and with ourselves. We've all been there. Yeah. Well, they do get, as someone who's been on reality television, you do get offered a lot of mental health help, um, which I know I was really grateful for. So I just hope she's running that up and I hope during those confidential chats that they're kind of still gassing her up. It's actually really hard. I don't know why it's so triggering for me to just watch her light go out Honestly, minute by minute on that mm, show. Mm. Yeah, you can really see her just be quieter. Mm-hmm. You can see her judging herself. And what's really sad about it is it reminds me a lot of, I'm not sure if you watched last year, but the Ella and Mitch storyline. Yeah. Because every time she spoke about her feelings, spoke about how she was feeling in the relationship, he would get angry at her. He would call her insecure. He would just lash out. Yeah. And so she was like, okay, what can I do here? I can either be quiet and avoid the conflict, keep him happy, mm. or I can speak about how I'm feeling and be reprimanded for it. Mm. Obviously, which one are you going to pick? And mm. Ella just was not even recognisable by the end of that season, mm-hmm. which is so horrible. Well, I mean, look at Claire. We were introduced with her. She's walking between cars. She's got the windblown hair. Straight away, what do we say? Fuck, she's hot. We yeah. were like, she is our dream girl. Yeah. And then we see her on the honeymoon crying to camera, mm-hmm. saying that he shushes me all the time. She's actually opening up to the camera. You know, oh yeah. god, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and I just, I'm a bit angry at the experts for putting her with him. She should be with someone who is at her level. Yeah, well, because experts debatable, but that, that's just what <laughs> Australia's thinking. But yes, who knows? I mean, if the, if I've learned anything about this show, it's not to speak too soon because things change, things happen. So fingers crossed that Jesse gets his shit together, that he realizes that. Being into a rose quartz is not the end of the fucking world. (laughs) Justice for Claire, honestly. Hashtag justice for Claire. We love, we love, and we're rooting for her. All right, let's play a game. Mm -hmm. Rate or hate? Mm. What couple are you backing after the first week of introductions Mm. and what couple aren't you shipping? It's so hard with this show because you just never know, but... I am going to rate Lyndall and Cam. I think that, oh, Jules, you are such a hard crowd. Boring. Oh my God. I think that given what Lyndall's going through in her own personal journey. Oh, well, don't make me feel bad. <laughs> I think that from what I've seen so far, that Cam is the right person to be on of this course. journey with of her. Of course. Mm-hmm. I do worry about Cam in this situation just because of his experience already with cystic mm-hmm. fibrosis. And I think that, we just all need to be aware mm. of how hard this would be for him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my only concern is that it might it might become a bit too difficult for yeah, him. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with Lyndall. It has everything to do with his past experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do I hate for each other? Mm-hmm. All right. I hate Jesse and Claire. We all know this. Mm-hmm. You hate them too. Everyone hates them. But Love them individually. No, I don't. I love Claire individually. Might grow to Jesse individually, mm-hmm. but together they are 
not good for each other. I want to say toxic, but it's so overused. Mm, it is overused. But they are just, they're wrong for each other and they're going to bring the worst out of each other. I'm going to flip this. Huh? They're actually my rate couple because Ooh. it's the only reason why I'm watching this show. Their backs must hurt from carrying, carrying. The, them and Harrison, thank you. Thank you for entertaining TV. I'm actually going to rate them. I want to see them until the end. They better not say leave on those cards. I'm dreading that. They better you both stay. don't understand the rules of the game, Jules. Basically, you're like the person that plays you know, and you're like, oh, I can just put another double four <laughs> on. The, the aim of the game is that you hate the couple that you don't think is going to last. No, but I don't want the fairy tale. I want good TV. God, you I are. want great TV. So Your no, I'm going to stick to my. I'm sticking <laughs> to my guns. I'm rating Jesse and Claire, and I'm hating Lyndall and Cam. Sorry, oh my God. so basically to, you're just doing the opposite of me. Well, I'm going straight to hell. I know that, and all the viewers are going to comment saying whatever. But fuck <laughs> it, that's my that's my answer. Well, I hear you. I feel you. <laughs> I see you. Okay. Okay. Chance to wrap up our first ever episode of We've Done the Maths. I want to ask you a very, very serious question now. <laughs> and this question could change as the series progresses. Mm-hmm. Hit me. Fuck, marry, leave. Oof. God, I want to just leave them all. No, okay. I'm dying to know what Ollie has been doing in the bedroom to make Tani so chuffed. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I am like, and when he was asked, how was your, um, how was getting intimate with Tani last night? Whatever the producers asked him to get it out of him. He was like, oh, it was great. What did Tani say? She said it was good. Self-working. We love. Okay. So wait, are you fucking him or are you marrying this guy? I'm fucking him. Okay. Oh, fucking maybe him. Maybe I should marry him just Put that the, shit on lock. The fuck on tap, you know? Put that shit on lock. He does seem like a really funny, cool guy. Mm-hmm. From WA, I know they're all hiding in WA, all the babes, but um, I don't know, you can confirm. I can, can confirm. <laughs> the amount of people from WA on this show is unbelievable and on every reality every show. Every reality. Right? Well, there's nothing, there's not much for us to do over there, so right, we bounce. Right, right. So fuck him with marry optional, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would marry, I think I want to marry Shannon, who we just met recently as well, and he he has the most beautiful blue eyes he is a PT, so his rig's out of control. Mm. Not that I really care about that because if I'm not bringing that to the table, then why should I expect someone else to? But he is just so Aussie, mm-hmm. right? You'd love like, them like that. He's so Aussie and he's just funny and he's cool and I don't know. He's just like – he's just a vibe. Mm-hmm. I like him. I just feel like I'd never be bored if I was married to him. Like, yeah. If the sex has gone out of the relationship, fine. You, you're going to make me laugh just anyway. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All good. Mm-hmm. I think that I would have to leave Jesse. Mm-hmm. Just what we were speaking about before, he is so deeply triggering to me. You know, no, I'm no offense. He'd absolutely hate you too. You're a very <laughs> beautiful, outspoken, powerful woman. It just would never work. I'm sorry to break your heart. I just think the longer that you're in that relationship with that man, mm-hmm. the less you are yourself. So, Amen. Oh, bye bye. Mm-hmm. All right, Jules, what about you? Well, I'm not the expert, but straight away, fuck Harrison. Oh. I need to see that stripper dick. Marry Dan. <laughs> I need to be rich. Oh. And leave Jesse. We can agree on that. Done. Okay. I love the way you just got in there and got out. I've been thinking about it all day, so <laughs> let's, I'm ready. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for the first ever episode of We've Done the Maths, a pedestrian TV podcast. Stay tuned because by the sounds of it, it sounds fucking juicy. In the meantime, you can subscribe to our newsletter, We've Done the Maths, or read my recaps. See ya. <laughs>